0: go back and they study the basics of their sport. I remember Jack Nicklaus. How many remembers Jack Nicklaus, a great golfer? And uh, I was astounded when I was a kid listening to him, and he said that that the first thing he'd do when the new season would come is he'd get with his coach, and he would have his coach begin to teach him the basics of the golf swing just just like he didn't know anything about it. Now, can you imagine that? Somebody that's the greatest golfer of all time, get with his coach and have his coach start from the beginning and show him how to grip the club and how to stand and the whole, you know. And and I think that's one of the reasons that Jack Nicklaus and so many of these other athletes are as great as they are because they never got the attitude, well, I know it all and I can't ever learn anymore and all of that. But but rather they had a humble attitude and they went back to the basics of their sport and it's one of the things that made him made him great. And so as you study the Bible, and you'll see this in Hebrews eleven six. Notice this, Hebrews eleven six. You'll see how important faith is. Notice the Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, and it'll be on the screen if you don't if you don't have it there, says, without what? Without faith, it's what? Impossible to please Him or to please God. Now, would you say faith is pretty important? Because without it, you can't please God. Did you know that without faith, you cannot receive anything from God? It's impossible to receive anything from God without faith. That's how you receive from God is By faith, you'll see here in a few minutes that you can't get to heaven without faith. Faith is very important, yet, so many don't have a clue what it even is. And so, that's what I want to do today is is just very simply teach you what faith is. What in the world is it? What is faith? So without faith, it's impossible to please him, to please God. Now, read on there in that verse. For he or she, it doesn't matter. For he or she who comes to God must what? Must believe that he is. Now, that word believe there is is basically the exact same word as the word faith that we just read. If you looked it up in the concordance, the Bible study books and all, you'll see Bible dictionaries and whatnot, that the word for faith, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that word faith and that word believe, basically the exact same word. In other words, I'll say it this way, the word believe that came from the word faith. If you study it out and you look up that word believe, it'll, it'll say taken from the word faith. So the word faith and the word believe mean the exact same thing. So when I say faith, what's another way of saying faith? Believe. believe. If I say believe, what's another word, way to say believe? believe? Faith. So faith and believe are interchangeable. It's the same thing. So, so that's helpful to know that. Right there. And then notice, he who comes to God must believe that he, that he is. Now, you can learn a lot about faith right from, from, from that right there. He who comes to God must believe that he is. Now, I've never seen God. Have you? I've, I've I've now he's spoken to me many times right on the inside here, but I, I, I can honestly say I've never heard an audible voice. I've never seen him like I'm seeing my wife. I've never seen God like I'm looking at my wife, but yet I believe that He is. So even though I've never seen Him, I've never heard Him, I've never actually. See, I'm touching my wife there. I've never touched God like that, but yet I believe that he yes. is <laughs> Chanel five we'll you know okay I've never smelled the Lord, but I believe that he yes. so believing or having faith is is Believing that God is apart faith. Let me put it this way: faith operates apart from the physical senses. Yes. Okay, so even though I've never seen God, I've never touched God, I've never, you know, smelled. I don't mean that disrespectfully, but you get what I'm saying. Apart from the well, now, let's see if we can get the five physical senses: seeing, right, yes. hearing, smelling. What's the next one? Tasting and feeling, touching. See, faith operates apart from that. In other words, I've never seen God. I've never smelled God. I've never heard God. I've never tasted God. I've never touched God. But I believe that He is. That's faith. He's there, seated in heaven. Even though I've never seen him, heard him, smelled him the whole bit. Do you get that? Do you understand that? Now, when you start living by faith, the world is going to think that you're crazy. They're going to think you're nuts. And frankly, a lot of the church world that's never been taught concerning the word of God about faith are going to think you're crazy. You need to understand that. Because most of the church world know very little about faith. They know just enough about it to get saved and then that's about it. Did you hear me? Let me put it to you this way. In the world, in the world, here's what what the world says. I see it, therefore I believe it. But when you walk with God, it's I believe it and then I will see it. The world operates just backwards of the way God operates. Did you hear me? Just, just backwards. I'll say it again. In the world, the world will say, I see it, therefore I believe it. But when you walk with God, it's I believe it, and then I'm gonna see it. See, so it goes just backwards of the world. That's why the world will think you're crazy, you start living by faith. Doesn't the Bible say the just shall live by faith? See, we all ought to be living by faith. It's so important. There's another scripture. These just these come rolling out of me. I don't have this in my notes. But there's a scripture that says all, because a lot of times we think that, that, you know, how many agree that cussing is a sin? Lying is a sin. There's a scripture that says everything that is not done by faith is sin. That's pretty important, isn't it? So we need to understand some things about faith. How many of you is glad I'm teaching a simple message here on faith? Okay. Now, the Bible definition of faith, you're right there in Hebrews 11.6. Look at Hebrews 11.1. We'll read it first in the New King James Version. Now, and remember this about faith. Faith is always in the now. It's always now. Always. Say faith. Is always now. It's always in the now. See, hope is future. But faith is now. now. So if you got hope, that's future. Faith is when? Right now. Okay? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, I like this next one. The evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let, let's take healing, for example. If you're sick in your body, you, you read the Word of God, you can see that it's His, it's His will to heal, so you'd have hope to be well. Is that correct? Yes or no? So hope is a future thing. I hope to be well. But faith says I'm healed right when? Right now. Yeah, but you still have all those symptoms. Yeah, but the Word of God says, by Jesus' stripes, I am. Now, don't ever forget this. Faith never denies the problem, faith solves the problem. Did you get what I just said? See, because the world will come in and start arguing, well, you got symptoms in your body, you're not healed. God says, I'm healed, apart from the symptoms. Now, are you going to believe the symptoms, or are you going to believe God? I'm talking about things that can save your life here today. Receiving your healing from God. This is how you receive from God. By faith. So just stick with me here. And it, this will help you. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So faith, there's substance to it. It gives substance to future things. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not. ...seen or the things not perceived with the five physical senses. Okay? Just like I, he that comes to God must believe that he is. Even though we don't see him, feel him, taste him, touch him, but, but he's there. Now, now if this is a little vague to you in the New King James, let's look at the Amplified version of it. And I like the way it'll be on the screen. Hebrews 11.1 1 in the Amplified. Still it says, when is faith? Faith is? Now faith is the assurance... The confirmation, the title deed. How many knows what a title deed is? I've got a title deed to my car. I own my car. i got a piece of paper that says it's mine. Title deed. Faith is a title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. See, I I don't need to see God to know that he's there. How do I I know he's there? By faith. I believe it. By the way, let me just say this to you and it'll, it'll bear itself out. I need to say it right here. Faith and believing is the same thing. Is that right? But when I say believe, I'm not talking about believing in my head. Mental assent. Now you need to, if you're taking notes, you need to get a hold of this. Mental assent is not the same as Bible faith. And this is where a lot of people get in trouble. This is where most people get in trouble. Believing something in your head is not Bible faith. To have Bible faith, you have to believe something with your With your what? With your heart. Now, I'm not talking about the blood pump. I'm talking about the real you. How many of you know the real, you are a spirit. You possess a soul. You live in that physical body. When you, when you, when you have Bible faith, you're believing with your entire spirit, your inward man. You're sold out. Say sold out. You're sold out to something. Okay? So, so mental ascent, mental ascent is not the same as Believing with your with your heart. Did you get that? Did, did you, are you sure you got that? See, I, yeah, I meant. You know, there's a lot of people that mentally assent to, that God is real, and those people die and go to hell. Isn't that sad? See, we'll see in a minute. I'll give you scripture. Just believing that God exists doesn't save you. There's a lot of people think that, well, I believe God exists. That'll save them. The book of James says that the devil and demons believe that God exists. How many of you know they're not saved? See, Bible faith is not believing in your head. Bible faith is believing with your, with your heart. Being sold out completely. See, I've never seen God, but I'm sold out. I know He's there. How do I know He's there? By what? By faith i believe it with my heart now right now you know more about faith than most christians in this land did you hear what i just said right now yeah, i've told you more you know more about faith than most christians that i've met in over in 35 40 years of doing this so you're ahead of the game right now but let me give you some more would you like a little more Now notice, let's read Hebrews 11.1 again. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for being proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Here's what faith does. Now watch this. Faith perceives as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. And that's why the world will think you're crazy when you start living by faith. Because the world has to see it or hear it or so on in order to believe that something exists. You understand that? Now go to Mark 11. If you would, verse 22, I want you to get this so important today. So you, you young people get a hold of this. Everybody get a hold of it. But you little kids really listen. Get one of the reasons God has me teaching this today is because the little kids are in here today. Family Sunday. You need to get a hold of this. I wish somebody would have taught me this when I was a kid. Mark eleven twenty-two. Jesus answered and said to them, have what? Have faith in God. Have faith in God. And another way that that's translated is have the God kind of faith. See, God operates by faith. Have the God kind of faith or have faith in God. And then we'll get verse 23 in a minute. Skip to verse 24. We'll come back to verse 23 in a few minutes. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray... Believe that you receive them and you will have them. This is one of this if you could get a hold of verse twenty four here, you get your prayer you get prayers answered to a greater degree than you've ever gotten them answered before. Look at this. Whatever things you ask when you pray. Believe that you receive them, and you will have them. When do you believe you receive the things that you're asking for? When you pray, or after you've re- after you have them? When you pray. When do you believe you receive? When you pray, I've laid hands on in, into the thousands now of people over the years for healing, and we've seen hundreds and hundreds—we cancers, all kinds of stuff healed. Man's ear popped open, all you know, all kinds of uh, all kinds of things. Slapped people on the neck that had one girl had a big old golf ball size knot on her neck. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Cursed it, slapped it at the direction of the Holy Ghost. Within 24 hours, it's gone. And I could tell you story after story. Healing, how many of you know God's still in the healing business? Let's just use that girl's neck. She was standing right over here. At the direction of the Spirit of God, I, I cursed the thing in the name of Jesus, slapped it, and when I hit the thing, that, it didn't go, it, it was still there. She walked in with the knot on her neck, and she left with the knot on her neck. But within 24 hours, because we did it on a Sunday, she was on the worship team. She came back on a Monday night and was rejoicing. The thing was gone. Now, Jesus is the healer. I can't heal anybody. The thing of it is, is that if I went by the natural senses, when I slapped the thing, well, it didn't go away, so nothing happened. See that's the way the world would look at it, but see when we released our faith and cursed the thing, the power of God began to work immediately. But it took about twenty four hours for us to see anything in the natural. When did I believe I received the healing for that girl? When I what? When I prayed, and it took it took in that case about twenty four hours. To, well, less than that. By the next night it was totally gone. Do you remember when Jesus, right just short time before he was crucified, there was that fig tree there? And he cursed it? How many remembers that? He said, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter again forever. Remember that? And if you if you do the, the do the time on it and study it, that was, I believe, in a morning when he did that, they came back by that same way that night, and the tree looked no different. Than it did that morning, but then another twelve hours go by and they're coming right back by that same place. And Peter gets all excited. He said, "Oh my gosh!" He said, "The tree that you cursed, it's withered away. It withered from the roots." Now, when Jesus spoke to the thing, immediately the power of God hit the roots of that tree and started drying it up. But it took about twenty-four hours to see anything in the natural. That's how faith operates. Now, sometimes you'll see something instantaneous, immediately. But most of the time, we've seen hundreds of people healed in here over the last 20 some odd years. Some of the greatest healings that we've seen in this ministry have been when I prayed for the person, I didn't feel anything. They didn't feel anything. Now, I felt the power of God. Now, if you're Baptist, don't get nervous. I was raised in a Baptist church. Okay. But the, over in the Baptist church, they didn't believe it much in the power of God. They believed in salvation, and that was about it. Thank God for salvation. Can you say Amen? How many of you know that's the most important thing, isn't it? But God's also a healer, and we can have them both. Isn't that wonderful? And 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 so, uh, but 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 some of the the greatest healings and, th- and it, but, but, but the power of God I was talking about the power of God if you want to you little kids want to know what the power of God feels like it feels like electricity it feels like heat I felt it a few times but some of the greatest healings we've had in this ministry when I prayed for the people they didn't feel a thing I didn't feel a thing and when they left they looked no different than when they came in but I've had them come back with doctor. I had one lady, whoo, pastor, whoo, pastor, whoo, pastor. She came in. Oh, it was all about a week later. She came with a bona fide doctor's report. And I've had more than one, but this one lady, just all excited. She had a bona fide doctor's report x-ray that she was completely and totally healed. Can you say amen? amen. The point is, is that when I prayed, I believed I received. Did you hear me? All right. So when do you believe you receive? When you pray. When you, pray. you okay? Yeah. Now that's why most folks don't get their prayers answered. If you really, I tell you what, if you a lot of people see, I've been doing this a long time. A lot of people they get excited when the when 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 when, when they get the, when the thing that they're believing for comes. Why do, why why don't we? If you really believe that when you pray, you believe you receive, wouldn't you get excited right at that moment? Glory to God, I'm healed, I'm healed, I praise God, I prayed, I believed, I received, I'm healed. See? Right then. People start thinking you're crazy, you do that. They'll say, well, why don't you wait till the symptoms are gone? No, you want to flow the way God wants you to flow, right? Get excited when you pray. Believe you receive when you pray. You getting anything out of this? All right, let's go on here a little further. Romans 10:17. Go there quickly. Faith comes by somebody said, "Well, how do I get faith?" Romans 10:17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you're taking notes, you ought to write this down. I wish somebody had told me this. It's just another way of saying this. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. See, until you know what the will of God is, you can't have faith. How many of you know the will of God is salvation? So you need to know that before you can believe to be saved. The will of God is healing. Did you know that? I could stand here for for six weeks and teach you night after night, two hours at a time, never exhausted, that it's God's will for you to be healed. But you have to know that before you can believe God for it. Did you hear me? See, if you believe it's God's will for you to be sick, then you can't have faith to be well. Now... Again, I'm just giving you the basics. So how does faith come? By hearing and by hearing what? The word of God. How does faith come? Let's get it one more time. How does it come? Hearing and hearing the word of God. Now, now, having said that, and this is what astounds people. But if you just read the Bible, we'll, we'll show you. Did you know that you can have faith and it not do you a lick of good? Because for faith to do you any good, it has to be released. Well, how do I release my faith? Well, that's why I'm teaching this today. Let me show you. Go, if you would, to Mark eleven twenty two. You You were just, just right there. Say this, say, for faith, to do me any good, it must be released. Now now say this, faith is released through words and or actions. How do you, how does faith come by hearing and hearing by the word? How do you release faith? Words and or, did you get that or not? Now I'm not over your heads here. this is real simple now. How does faith come? By hearing. And hearing by the how do you release faith? Words. words? Now watch this. let me let me prove this to you. Mark 11:22 Jesus answered and said to them, "Have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. Now watch this, for assuredly I say to you, who, whoever, now, are you a whoever? Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. Now, 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 is Jesus telling us to speak to the mountain? He says, whoever says to this mountain, be what? Removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt where? In his heart, but believes Is to believe and have faith the same thing? But believes, and he says does not doubt in his heart. So would it be fair to conclude, but believes in his heart? That those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. One way to release your faith is with your words, with your mouth, with your words. Let's read verse 23 again. He said, Assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes, the implication would be, believes in his heart, that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says, how do you release your faith? With words and or go to Ephesians 2 and 8. Let's talk about how important our words are in salvation. Thank God for the Baptist. Say thank God for the Baptist. Thank God for the Baptist church. They've probably got more people saved than anybody else. Thank God for them. I love them. I'm still a Baptist at heart. I'm just a Baptist that got baptized with the Holy Ghost and, and, and went over among the Pentecostals. But, but I, I'm a Baptocostal. Real I'd say Baptocostal. Yeah, Baptocostal. Thank God for the Baptist. Thank God for the baptism in the Holy Ghost, you see. For by grace, Ephesians 2 and 8, for by grace you've been saved through what? Now, how do we get saved? Through what? Through faith. How do we get saved? Through faith. Right? Didn't didn't we just read that? It's by grace you've been saved through faith. Not of yourselves, it's the what? Gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Now, there's nothing we can do in and of ourselves to to obtain salvation. Somebody said salvation from what? From going to hell. I don't want to go to hell. Do you? That's a bad place. We don't want to go to hell. How many of you know we don't have to go to hell? We can go to heaven. But we have to be saved to miss hell and go to heaven. Is that right? How do you get saved? You're saved by grace through what? Through what? So you can't get saved without faith. Is that right? We're saved by grace through faith. Now I was sitting in a a restaurant on Friday with my wife. And I was sitting there and there's there's probably about as many people in the restaurant as there is here today. And I asked my wife, I said, I wonder if we went around and asked each one of these people how to get saved. How to miss hell and make heaven. how How many different answers we'd get. And you know, I believe we'd get all kinds of bizarre answers. Some people would say, well, I've been a good person. That'll that'll get me into heaven. How many of you know that won't get you into heaven? Some people will say, well, well, uh, um, I believe that there is a God. And they're scratching right where they're believing. How many of you know believing in your head that there's a God won't get you to heaven? Is that right? And, and you get about as many different answers as there are people. Listen, you better listen to me real good right now for about the next five minutes. You better listen real good. It'll keep your little hide out of hell and put it in heaven. Listen real. Say, I'm listening real close. Now, listen here, for by grace you've been saved through, through faith, okay? Not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works lest anyone should boast. Is that correct? But now to get, to, 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 to get more on this, to, to really find out how to get saved, you've got to go to Romans 10 and verse 9. Go to Romans 10 and verse 9. Go there with me. And it will tell you, it will pinpoint for you. And I learned this in the Baptist church. Thank God for the Baptist. I learned this in the Baptist church. Right here. Romans ten nine, That if you... Now help me out, folks. If you what? It was right there on the screen. Y'all, I know you know how to read. If you what? Now how do you release your faith? With words and or... So right here. Now, now there's nothing, there's no action you can do to save yourself. None. Only confession, right here. If you what? Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, in your head or your heart, that God has raised him from the dead, you will be That's the Bible way to get to heaven and to miss hell. Right there. If you what? Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. So when I heard the gospel message years ago that Jesus died on the cross for me, that he was buried and on the third day rose from the dead. When I heard that, I believed that with my heart. But then guess what I had to do? I had to release that faith by what? Confessing it with words and declare that Jesus is my Lord. Did you get what I just said? Now watch this. Go to John 12, verse 42. We're going to see how sharp you all are now. Just give me a few more minutes here. I'm not going to preach much longer, but I, want to, I need to get this stuff in here. You need to get it. John 12:42. This was when Jesus was on the earth in his ministry. And the Bible says, John 12:42. Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him. Now watch this. Remember a while ago I told you you could have faith and it do you no good? Now watch this. Many believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not what? They would not confess him lest they should be put out of the synagogue, for they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Now, now, did these people believe on Jesus? Yes. Were they saved? I'm helping you out here. Were they saved? Why weren't they saved? They refused, they would not what? They wouldn't release that faith with their mouth. And they, unless they repented after that sometime, they died and went to hell. Isn't that sad? So your faith, to do you any good, how does faith come? It comes by hearing, hearing and hearing by the... the but once you hear the Word of God, you believe it. That's right, right, right. The moment you believe, that's when you have faith. But to do you any good, that faith has to be What? released and it's released with in this case with what words now there's no action that you can do because to be saved because there's no there's nothing we can do in and of ourselves to be saved do you understand it but but you have to confess did you get that how many thinks they got that now we've got the salvation part. Now let's talk a little bit about healing. Let's go, for the sake of time, let's just go to Acts 14 and 8. Acts 14 and 8. Very interesting. Very interesting. And in Lystra, that was a, that was a, that was a location, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting. Acts 14 and 8. A cripple from his mother's womb, who had never what? This man, now listen to me. Oh, this will help you. Oh, I wish somebody would have taught me this years ago, when I was a kid. This man, now, now this man was cripple, wasn't he? Was he cripple? Had he ever walked? Cripple from his mother's womb. He heard Paul. Speaking how does faith come faith comes by hearing hearing and hearing by the so do you think that he heard Paul speaking didn't it say he heard Paul speaking Paul was preaching the word wasn't he now watch this Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed did this man have faith to be healed. Yes, he did. But yet he's still just as crippled as he ever was. Did you ever think about that? Well, oh, I wish I'd have seen that years ago. You can have faith to be healed and still be just as sick as a dog. I've watched people over the years. They've heard the word on healing. They, 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 they believe. But they stay sick. They stay, they stay, they stay sick. They stay sick. Why is that? Because faith must be, say, released. And you release it with words and or. Now, right here, this man had faith. Does the Bible say he had faith to be healed? And is he still just as crippled as he ever was? Just as crippled as he ever. He heard Paul speak it. Faith comes by hearing. He had faith to be healed and he's still just as crippled as he ever was. Thank God for verse 10. He said with a, Paul says with a loud voice. I wonder why the Bible says loud voice. Paul said with a loud voice. wonder why he used a loud voice. I can tell you why. Because Paul needed to get this man to release his faith. I've had to yell at a couple of people over the years in some of the healing lines we've had just to get them to release their faith. Not because I was mad at them, but just to get them to release their faith. He said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. What did the man do? He what? He leapt and he walked. How does it say in in your version, Diane? And the man jumped to his feet and started walking. He jumped to his feet and started walking. Isn't that cool? But did he have faith to be healed and still he was crippled? Yeah. He needed to do what? Release his faith. Hey. That's why Paul said it with a loud voice. Now let's close with one of the greatest stories in the Bible that illustrates everything I've said to you today in Mark the 5th chapter and the 25th verse. It's the woman with the issue of blood. And it'll it'll in this one story it'll summarize everything that I've told you. Did you learn anything about faith today? Okay. Now let's see here. Let's read this last story, Mark 5:25. A certain woman had a flow of blood or an issue of blood for how long? 12 years. 12 years. That's a long time to be bleeding, isn't it? I cut my finger or I cut myself shaving. I don't like bleeding for 12 seconds. She was bleeding for how long? Long time. She, It was illegal for her to go out in public. It's a bad thing. She'd suffered many things from many physicians. Now, if you're new around here, I want you to know I believe in good hospitals, good doctors, and good medicines. Did you hear me? I believe in good hospitals, good doctors, and good medicines, and I would take advantage of those good hospitals and doctors and medicine if I needed to. Certainly I would, and I have over the years, and so has my wife. We're not against hospitals, doctors, and medicine. We're we're all for good hospitals, doctors, and medicine. But this woman here, how many of you know hospitals, doctors, and medicine, they can't always help you, can they? Sometimes they can help you just so far, is that right? But how many of you know God can help you in anything that you that you have need of? Is that right? So she'd suffered many things of many physicians. She'd spent all that she had, and was no better. Now she doesn't have any money either. She she's shot it all. It's all gone. She spent all that she had. Was no better, but instead she was what getting. Worse when she what's that next word heard about Jesus is Jesus the word he's the word made flesh the Bible says so did this lady hear about the word of God how does faith come it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God so she heard about Jesus. Now, obviously, she believed because you're going to see a woman that's not believing wouldn't do what this person is going to do. So she's obviously got faith. She heard about Jesus. It's clear that she has faith. But you can have faith in it. Do you no good? It's got to be released through what? Words and or. Now, watch this. When she heard about Jesus, she what? What? She came behind him in the crowd and what? Touches now? Did she do something? Yeah. And, and, and she, it wasn't. She shouldn't even been out in public. It was against the law. But you know, desperate people do desperate things. And she went out. And she came behind him in the crowd, in the press, a bunch of people, and she touched. So did she do something? Yeah. So she heard. Obviously, she believed. But now she's going to release that faith. She. Did something. She came behind him in the crowd. She touched his garment. Now look at verse 28. For she what? For she what? Was she saying something? Was she releasing her faith? Yes, with words and actions. She came and touched and she, verse 28, she said, she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Isn't that wonderful? So she comes behind him in the crowd, she comes behind, and she grabs, a, and she touches the hem of his garment. She touches his garment. Now this is one of these immediate ones. I like immediately. Look at verse 29. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. See, she wasn't bleeding just like, like you'd cut yourself, you know, like a little cut where this, the blood was pouring out of this woman. It was a fountain. Think of that. The fountain of her blood was what? Dried up. And she felt in her body she was healed of the affliction. See, now listen to me. It's very important. Faith does not start out needing to feel something. But after faith has worked, then you'll feel something. Do you get what I just said? She felt, see, she heard of Jesus, she believed, she, she did something, she released her faith with her mouth as well, and immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. Oh, I'd have loved to have been there to see that. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Now watch this, and immediately Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, Turned in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you? And you said, who touched me? Listen to me. No doubt hundreds of people touched Jesus that day. But we only have record in this particular crowd that only one person got something. The person who touched him in faith. You can touch Jesus and touch him and touch him and touch him. But until you touch him in faith. You're not going to get anything. There's no question that there were hundreds of people in that crowd. And they and how many of you would agree with me? There's probably a bunch of them sick. You get a crowd of hundreds of people, you're going to have several sick people. And, and did you know it's possible to touch Jesus and not get a blasted thing? You can touch him and touch him and touch him and not get anything. But when you touch him in faith, then the power of God starts flowing. And she touched him in faith. See, we'll see that the power went out of him, you see, and and so on and so forth. And uh, let's pick up in verse thirty one. Jesus said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said to her, daughter, now watch this, daughter, your your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Do you see how the process of faith operates? It starts by what? Hearing the word and then believing it. And then you have to release it through what? Words and or And he said it was her faith that did it. It wasn't his faith, it was her faith. He had the power, she had the faith. And it was the faith that tapped the power of God. Can you say amen? Did you get anything out of this today? Do you feel like you know what faith is? How many of you, if you're just honest as can be, you learned something about faith you didn't know today? Raise your hand, let me see. Several people. Good, good, good. All right, stand, stand with me if you would. Um.